This is Sergeant First Class Ellis Noto with the Indiana National Guard back again for another edition of the Lima Charlie Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Sergeant First Class, How's Robbie Schweitzer, and we're here today with the Holistic Health and Fitness Team. Did I say that right? Yes, yes. Awesome. Could you guys introduce yourself? Tell us uh, what your MOS is, what you do here in the Indiana Guard. So uh, I started off as 11 Bravo uh, and currently hold two MOSs. I got 11 Bravo and 19 Delta, so two combat MOSs. I've uh, been doing it for... 20 years now, okay. uh, AGR for almost getting to my 18 year mark. So, oh, and could we could we get your name? Yes, it's a <laughs> first class, Jason Kniece. Forgot about that part. It's all right. Uh, Staff Sergeant Adam Gallic. I am the holistic health and fitness course manager. Um, so I've been down there for a little over three years now. Been the guard for about 20 years. Um, little, just slightly less. AGR for I lost track six, seven, something like that now. Um, but I manage all of our kind of instructional courses. So life fit course, um, our H2F clinic, things like that. That's pretty cool. And then yourself, ma'am? Yes. So I'm Crystal Ray. I am one of the strength and conditioning coaches in the H2F team. And I've been with the team for four years now. That's pretty cool. Now, you, you guys have mentioned your, your AGR and, and, and you're obviously your full-time, you know, civilian. What is your background in personal fitness and, and things like that? Uh, fitness training. So for me, um, it started probably back in 2012 or 2013. I went to master fitness trainer, uh, did some work uh, at the brigade level at 76, um, helping train guys there, and then got pushed off into what they called the division life course, um, which was like the precursor to uh, life fit and some other courses that we put on. Uh, and then after that, uh, kind of fell into the life fit course manager, which mm -hmm. he was in right now, um, in 2017. And then that was pretty much my background of like getting into the whole fitness realm. That's uh, that's pretty cool. How about yourself? What's your, um, what's your so, background in this? yeah, so, uh, 2004 ish, um, right before I went to basic training, Decided to fail PT test, so oh, started off yeah. strong it's on really, the strength conditioning really side. Start. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so through basic and over the years and everything, um, different units I spent time at, I realized how important physical fitness, strength conditioning, really are. Of course. Um, and so then in what 2017, 2018, went to the Master Fitness course um, because. Heard about this new H2F program. Indiana was kind of at the forefront of it, and there were some AGR spots available for H2F cadre. Uh, and then realized that Master Fitness is really just kind of the step into the door, so to speak, um, and working with the coaches, you know, for three, three and a half years now have gone far and beyond uh, what H2F, the, or excuse me, what the two weeks of Master Fitness really touched on. That's pretty cool. And then, ma'am, what is your background in, in, in uh, personal training and things like that? Yes. Yeah, so my background started 
about 11, 12 years ago, and I went to Wright State University for my bachelor's. I ended up actually uh, graduating in rehabilitation, and from then, I started off as a certified personal trainer, getting the certification uh, during college, and then after that, I ended up getting my master's uh, right away, um, and then from there, had a wide range of experience with professional organizations, um, campus, athletes, and um, for the most part, ended up in Indianapolis. I then trained an individual uh, that was at my previous job, and she told me about a position that was with the National Guard. And so through her and keeping that relationship, I was able to apply. And now I have been with the team for four years um, since then. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, H2F, can you tell us what it is, what it stands for, what the program ent- entails? It's it's kind of, at least I know for me, uh, new and mysterious. For so, us. Yes. We we <laughs> were both talking about it. We're like, we really have no conception of what it, what it is. We have lots of questions, though. Yes. We right. got some answers. Okay. <laughs> and I'll make up the rest. Yeah. But no. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So, H2F, Holistic Health and Fitness, um, kind of sounds mysterious, kind of sounds like crystals and vortices and things like that. Not not what it is. Um, the I think the most upfront answer I could give is anything that would be available to, like, a collegiate sports team, professional sports team, that's what the Army wants available to soldiers. Um, you know, tactical athlete, warrior athlete, terms like that kind of get thrown around. Um, but... At the end of the day, what H2F is trying to do and what the Army is trying to do with H2F is provide athlete-type services to soldiers. Um, so H2F has five main domains, pillars. Um, so you got strength conditioning, sleep, uh, sleep wellness, sleep hygiene, mental wellness, spiritual, and then nutritional wellness as well. Um, and then on the active duty side, H2F is aligned at the brigade level. Um, so for active duty units, and we can talk about what Indiana has kind of yeah, specifically yeah. as well. Right. Um, but what active duty units and what H2F is kind of templated for are strength and conditioning coaches, um, cognitive behavioral therapists, registered dietitians, nutrition um, assistants, physical therapists, occupational therapists, athletic trainers. Um, I could go on. But that's that's kind of the the bottom line up front of it. It's very comprehensive. Like there's there's a lot of elements to it. So like you said, we're trying to get like the collegiate level idea out into the force. That way we can actually improve everyone's health, fitness and everything. Right. So Instead of just telling them to do more push-ups and run or, more. Or run right. more, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. which is the, the biggest uh, thing we're still trying to fight is, hey, just go run more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not just that. No, I'm probably sorry. Slightly. <laughs> we still bit. have to run. Yeah. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. How does that – so it seems like there are some differences between the traditional or what we consider to be traditional military fitness programs and H2F. Could you go more into detail about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, FM 7-22 is the Holistic Health and Fitness Manual. It used to be the PRT manual. And, you know, a a lot of people had some issues with PRT. Um, All of those drills still exist. It's in ATP 7-22.02. Your climbing drills, your movement drills, all those kinds of things. Um, Not a terrible program. Not well uh, pushed out to the force. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But and so that's when people think of military PT or army PT, like they're probably thinking of PRT and those different drills, you know, the, the crouch run with body armor on or guerrilla drills or whatever have you. Or the advice that we've always gotten of, hey, do more push-ups, go run more. <laughs> yeah. Again, not the best advice. Um, but we also, you know, at least when I started 20 years ago, when you started 20 years ago, right? there were no coaches available to us. Um, and so that was kind of the, the best advice your NCOs, your officers had for you was, well, logically, if I need to do this more or faster, just go do more of it. Right. With talking to the coaches and everything that I've learned from them over the years, there's it's it's a lot deeper to that. Um, for example, would you like to get faster at your two mile or five mile run? You need to run slower. You can run more, but run slower. Right. And we can you know contact us on Instagram or H2F down there at Camp Atterbury, and I'll explain more there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mysterious part, right? Got we got to we got to keep it a little mysterious, exactly, right? Because yeah. otherwise they won't come to you no right, right. uh so you mentioned <laughs> um diet right diet nutrition so anybody can feel this answer how is that playing a role in uh our overall fitness i think that's a that's a crystal question there. that's what i was sure. gonna guess crystal <laughs> yes yeah, so i believe in nutrition does play a huge role um, not only in your daily lives but also as a performance in performance so when you as a soldier, you know, you are expected to go from zero to 60 and um, your energy is what is your baseline. It is what fuel you fuels you already. So being able to get a good grasp of that, being able to um, understand just a foundation um, is very important on that end. So uh, when we're talking about, you know, the energy systems, when we're talking about what you need to do. Uh, food, you have to eat every day. Food, um, there's different sources. There's different ways. And even more now than ever, it's conveniency is what falls in our lap. So we try to distinguish what are whole foods, what are foods that grow from the ground, why are these important, um, versus, you know, what are some things that are more appropriate for short term or what do you need right before you do an ACFT. So there's a big spectrum of nutrition. Um, there's lots of diet fads out there. Um, provide good temporary solutions, however, just not a very long-term positive solution. Gotcha. And that's uh, the kind of information that if a soldier reached out to you, that you'd be able to walk them through a little bit more in depth, right? Mm -hmm. Roger. Yep. 100%. And can, can they tailor those questions to what their end goal is? Like, so let's say they're training to uh, do an ultra marathon. Like, would you be able to give them a little bit more than somebody that was just wanting to pass their ACFT. Yes, absolutely. So uh, our services, uh, we provide one-on-one -on -one especially, and whether now uh, we can also do it virtually too as well. So it's not just, hey, come to Camp Atterbury or come to one of our locations. Uh, we serve the whole state of Indiana. So then um, we are able to answer a few or ask a few intake questions and then from then gather information, gather health history, you know, what's your experience and what you've been doing, what have you been trying to do, what has worked. So we go through a series of questions just to help to get to know you better. Mm -hmm. uh, we really just kind of peel back, you know, the, the tougher questions and really try and get personal with you. Gotcha. So that I think that is one thing that a lot of individuals don't recognize is that we, we do care and we want to be able to get to the root cause of 
you know, what is causing you pain? What kind of nutrition are you doing on a daily basis? And then tie in all aspects of H2F to be able to help provide you the best solution. And uh, we'll do that through trial and error. Uh, make sure that you we are holding you accountable to as well. So it, it goes both ways. So communication here and there um, makes makes the engine go. Awesome. Account accountability is like that, that big piece, right? Yes. I think. Oh, sure. So you're saying that like if you design a program and then somebody doesn't adhere to it, they're not going to see progress or success? Not normally, no. Okay. So okay. it's okay. like yeah. one of those things yeah. like, yeah, if no one's holding you accountable. Right. Then it's kind of difficult. So yeah, yeah. But it sounds like it's so much more as we've kind of touched on a few times than just saying, "Hey, do more, whatever." Right? We're gonna see what that person's goal is, like Sergeant Schweitzer had said, right. and then tailor it, and then hold them accountable for helping them, you know, achieve their own goals. Um, there are five pillars of H two F, right? Right. Could mm -hmm. you could you walk us through what those five pillars are and how they contribute to a uh, overall fitness regimen? Yeah. Go ahead. So you got uh, the mental aspect okay. uh, of uh, H2F and spiritual, which is a really big one that I think uh, we miss on a lot of times uh, through uh, just the overall, just trying to figure out how to, to communicate that to everybody because not everybody believes in one thing or the other. Right. right? So um, sleep is another big one that people – neglect a lot especially in the army because i know when i went through it was like you're allowed four hours of sleep and uh that's all they gave me non-continuous right yes exactly so you know studies show anywhere from six to eight hours of sleep is is ideal but then you know sometimes that doesn't always happen in the field right right mm -hmm. so um my mind blanking <laughs> uh so spiritual mental we yeah. talked about nutrition yeah. nutrition oh yeah it's a big one yep. physical um mm -hmm. physical so strength conditioning that type of thing yeah uh and then you have the fifth one that i'm blanking on as well yeah. crystal See. you want to contribute what is the fifth pillar of h2f so you have spiritual you have mental you have sleep nutrition and physical Physical, that's it. Yes, gotcha. physical, the most important one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I, I try to count. I like the sleep thing is really big for me. Yeah, because I think sleep, like I said, is the one of the biggest neglected uh, aspects of the H two F, especially out in the field and, and trying to get commanders to be like, hey, you guys need some sleep because if they're not sleeping well, then they're not going to perform. And obviously, there's you know. Met TC, like we always right. say, right? Um, it all depends, but um, I think that's one of the ones that, that for me, since starting this whole journey, um, that I've had to really drill down and actually get into like tracking my sleep and making sure that I'm sleeping well. Um, so, yeah. You had uh, mentioned when we were talking uh, before the episode started, uh, sleep hygiene. Could you go into that a little bit? Because I know that's kind of a newer oh, yeah. concept, especially yeah people in the military right 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 so the big thing with sleep um is, is like trying to establish some kind of routine right so any type of routine like most people have routines where they get up you know they eat breakfast um they get dressed they take a shower that kind of thing right uh, hopefully they not don't... in that order well oh, yes yeah. <laughs> right yeah not in that order but um there should be a routine when you're when you're trying to go to sleep right so um, the things that I've seen and, and kind of read and, and studied, studied, um, you want to kind of create a routine before you go to sleep. So like two hours before, right? Two hours before your actual 
time that you are going to go to sleep. Uh, kind of make your house as dim as possible um, and try to uh, turn off like all electronic items and stuff like that because uh, we all know of a herd of blue light. Right. right? Supposed to kind of um, mess up your circadian rhythm and stuff. So basically what you're trying to do is uh, reset that circadian rhythm. Um, I always say, me personally, I tell people to kill their TVs because I like I'd say probably about 90% of people have a TV in their bedroom, um, which isn't the most conducive thing. Because uh, what do you do when you get into your bedroom? You usually turn on the TV and then you fall asleep, right? So there's other light and other sounds and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so turning off all electronics, making sure everything's at least dim, uh, blocking out all types of light if you can, like blackout curtains and stuff like that. Um, and then trying to wind down beforehand. So like read a book, don't be on your phone, play on your phone, looking at Instagram, following H2F uh, stuff. Right? What a great plug you had there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Indian H2F. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing, right? So, um, but that's kind of like, you just want to set that routine up. That's so interesting because obviously so, much, so many of us have routines in the morning, but not necessarily right. in the evening and turning those electronics off two hours prior and and doing those things. That's a really, a really interesting perspective you yeah. have there. Yeah. Uh, so we talked a little bit about um, the ACFT, right? So right. what advice do you have as the H2F team uh, that soldiers can take to prepare for the, the ACFT, take those the, principles so, the that they can, ACFT. Can, so that they can do the best that they possibly can on it? Army Regulation 350-1 explicitly yeah. <laughs> states don't make the assessment your base for your training plan. Yeah. Uh, so don't train specifically for the test. Okay. Okay. Um, but that being said, the it's all in how we frame things, right? Like the world and how we see it, it's all in how we frame stuff. Right. So you can either look at the ACFT as like, oh, it's this thing that I have to do once or twice a year and it's horrible and I don't want to do it and I don't have to run or you know whatever your hang up on it is. Or you can look at it and say the ACFT measures all the different components of fitness, which is a great step up from where the APFT was. Um, so you've got your strength, your anaerobic capacity, aerobic power, all that kind of fun stuff in there, right? The benefit there to the soldier, train however you want. Make, do, mm -hmm. do something fun. Find something you like. We'll throw in a little extra stuff. So you mentioned <laughs> ultra marathon runners earlier. If your person is an ultra marathon runner or if that's what you're down for, then cool. We can train. You like Go do your ultra marathons. Run slower, right? Call us about that. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> um, but there's a couple little things that we can throw into your training plan weekly, monthly to help you pass the standing power throw or help you work on a little bit of strength, which, hey, by the way, some strength training will also help you on your ultra marathons. Same thing where I think most of our soldiers are these days. They're mostly in that I want to be big and strong and muscular world. Mm -hmm. Well, and the hill that I'll die on, well, I won't die on this hill because I'll be able to run up and down it real easily. <laughs> <laughs> but aerobic training will, if done correctly, make you stronger. Um, it's, it's all about one of the biggest things that I've learned um, from the coaches and doing different, reading different books and research while I've been down here is you're not necessarily chasing um, weight on the bar or speed on the road, speed on the track, whatever. You're chasing the ability to recover. Um, and mm. that's really where like sleep comes into play because that's one of the biggest things in recovery is being able to sleep well. Same thing with nutrition. You have to fuel your body correctly, one, to be able to perform, 
But two, while you're sleeping, your body needs those nutrients to help recover those muscles. Having a higher aerobic capacity will help you recover faster. Specifically, it'll it'll help all your energy pathways and everything um, recover those systems quicker so you can lift heavier weights faster and more often in the gym. So that's the, the short version of aerobic training makes you stronger. Um, so back to your original question, dreaded ACFT, right? <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, it really isn't. Frankly speaking, the minimum standards are pretty low. Um, and if you're rolling your eyes at me out there right now, <laughs> you know, come talk to us. Because we, the, the power throw, for example, um, there's a certain population in the Indiana Guard and, and really in the Army that we've dealt with that really struggled with the power throw. Um, if you're shorter in stature and lighter, a lighter weight person, you might struggle with that a little bit. I don't think we've had a single person come through one of our courses or like one of our one, two day training events that came to us failing the power throw and left failing the power throw. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's a technique thing. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot of technique. In Absolutely. That. So there's, there's things we can do. Um, but what you need to work on for the ACFT is different than what I need to work on for the ACFT, which is different than what you need to work on. So that's really back to that F FM 7-22. Yeah. H2F is supposed to be individualized, optimized, all that kind of fun stuff. And, and I like how there's two things you mentioned, you know, customizing that approach and optimizing it for the soldier, but also not chasing how far you can push yourself, but how fast you can recover. Mm -hmm. Chasing that recovery, I've, I've never heard that before. But it's, I don't think of, that's, that's so accurate. I mean, as I think about it, that's a, uh, a great point you've brought up, which really leads into the next question of, of how has H2F impacted uh, the military? How, what, what has your impact been? Because this is not really an old, a new program. Is it not, not an old program? Sorry, this is relatively new. What, what impact have you guys seen in, in the short duration of H2F? Where do I even start? Where well, do I even start <laughs> with yeah. that? Um, yeah. At this point, I think it, I wouldn't say it's too new. And we, we've, you know, we've been doing, especially here in Indiana, we've been doing it for a while, right? So we, we transferred over from the AWC, which was the Army mm -hmm. Wellness Center mm -hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I think, you know, since all of the ACFT stuff came out, um, uh, you know, tag back in the day was, was all over it. So, um, we, we started really hounding on getting guys trained in a, in a, what am I trying to say here? Trying to get the, trying try to get the force trained, uh, efficiently. Right. Mm. And also, uh, with the quality aspect. Right. So, um, in that, I have seen on from my side anyway, you know, being from, you know, going from the life fit, uh, down at Camp Atterbury and then heading back up to be a readiness NCO. Um, I seen guys squatting more. I've seen guys deadlifting and stuff like that. So that effect I think has come out from the, the whole inception of it where people aren't just doing two miles, uh, of running right. and, and pushups and sit-ups. So it's getting it's getting out in the field. It's kind of changing what they call the culture, right? Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do. Oh yeah. Um, you, you, Crystal, you got anything? Sure. Um, I mean, besides just 
some uh, testimonies from our uh, from other soldiers in our courses, um, I would think that you know we are we are changing also the impact of the thought process of how to work out and how to look at food mm. and how to think properly or what's the appropriate way of being able to sleep in the midst of you're away from your home, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of that is comes down to education. It's just educating um, the force to being able to say, hey, this is what you can do in the midst of it. This is what's in your power. You have control of what you can do. And um, I think that in itself, um, even if it's not any type of stats or data, but um, that in itself is something that they can take away with and you can just automatically see light bulbs click right away. So... Um, and, and also not just through the force, but also in their personal lives. Uh, we all, I don't say we all, but majority, you know, have families. We mm -hmm. all have, we are caretakers to a certain extent. And um, I think just being able to provide a purpose for themselves outside of not just the force, but what they do at home and giving them a better why or a sense of themselves yeah. and the confidence to implement that. That's awesome. So you briefly mentioned testimonials. Do you have any testimonials or success stories that you feel comfortable sharing through the course of the implementation of H2F? Yeah. Um, so a couple that come to mind, well, two guys that come to mind, I won't mention their names. Uh, one of the programs that we run that uh, H2F's run for a while, you started off with it, LifeFit. Mm -hmm. um, everybody's probably familiar with that mm -hmm. name, but if they're not, it's a 15-day course, 10-day phase one, five-day phase two, uh, about 60 days in between usually. Um, and they come down to us and do strength, conditioning, nutrition, all five pillars of H2F um, for about 10 to 14 hours a day. So they're pretty long days usually. Wow. Um, one of the one of my favorite stories, one of the best interactions, we had two, uh, let's call them lively characters through <laughs> phase one a um, couple summers ago. They come back to phase two, and you could visibly see a difference in them. Um, now, the life fit population, we've had all sorts of soldiers and airmen come through it because we do have Air National Guard folks attend as well. Uh, but it's generally for if you're failing or flagged for PT or the body composition program, also known as height weight, for those of you that don't read the manual. Read the manual. Um, <laughs> so these guys were flagged for both PT and height weight. And uh, they came back to us, and like I said, you could see a visible change in them. And I'm like, guys, what did you do? Tell me all about it. Like, what? One of the things we do for phase two is like, hey, what worked well? What didn't? Let's talk about it, right? And they kind of get sheepish with me, and they're like, well, we didn't actually work out at all. I'm like, okay, what did you do? Well, we just we just kind of changed. I meal prepped a couple times a week, and I shopped the outside of the supermarket, which is where most of like the fresh stuff is. And they, the way they were talking to me was like I was gonna be mad at them because they weren't in the gym <laughs> and you know lifting or doing you know bro bro lifts or whatever, right? And I high five both of them like guys. They lost a combined was it sixty three pounds? Oh wow, mm -hmm. yeah, two guys lost combined sixty three pounds in about sixty days. From phase one to phase two, wow. all just by changing the way they ate. So that nutrition piece yeah. really can have a huge impact. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's I usually do a little. You guys don't have a whiteboard in here. I wish you did. I draw it right now. But <laughs> he loves I do. Whiteboards. I do. I do. Uh, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs type mm -hmm. thing, and nutrition is the bottom of it. 
well, nutrition and discipline. Right, yeah. Because it's you can be doing all the right running, all the right lifting, all the right everything. If you're not fueling your body correctly, you're not going to – you'll you'll make some progress. You're not going to make as much progress as you could. And by bottom, you mean like the beginning of the foundation, right? Not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. like the least important. Base mm-hmm. of the pyramid, yep. Need Arguably that, most important. We need yeah, that whiteboard. the pyramid's described See? bottom of the top. So well, and there's yeah. there's another thing that I always told Life Fit when I was running it is like if you you had the means and I can't remember where I heard it from but if you had the means to buy like this fancy supercar that's got you know 1200 horsepower and stuff like that and it runs on race fuel are you going to put <laughs> E85 in it or you know some other fuel that it's not supposed to run on right it's probably going to run hmm. like crap so it's the same thing with your body yeah you know you got to put the right things in to get the the results you want out of it all i can think of right now are my friends that are going to watch this and they're like adam has no idea what jason's saying <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't i don't do cars so so what about like you have an electric car like a tesla you don't want to put gas in it yeah makes sense electricity yes yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. okay yeah it won't run on gas <laughs> I believe you. Okay. I believe you. Right. We're hitting all sorts of sciences today. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I love it. See, we need a whiteboard. Yes. How do you see the H2F program evolving in the future? Because uh, like you said, it is new, right? And we are constantly uh, adjusting and shaping. Uh, and what is its potential impact on future military programs? Uh, the, evol- the evolving question, I think uh, it'll be ever evolving. Um, because as as... As anyone knows, when people start to research things and they get out there and they have scientists running numbers and hooking up electrodes to people and all this stuff, all that stuff, usually it doesn't change drastically, but it does change a a little bit. And I think the H2F, in my mind, from what I can see, is kind of running along the same scientific uh, type of development, right? Um, So I think it's going to eventually evolve hopefully into you know everyone has like an active duty everyone has Mm -hmm. some type of h2f um entity that's attached to them uh in the units and stuff um hopefully maybe but um you got anything to add yeah i mean so right now every all 54 states territories are funded a project officer for h2f um, because the the manual and you kind of mentioned earlier h2f is new but it's not um and that's a good way of putting it because like for example we we started the h2f pilot program back in what 16 17 right yeah um indiana was the only state only national guard or reserve component to get an h2f pilot everything else is active duty yeah um and so that's kind of where we're at now or how we're as far along as we are now um and so i think one of the big things with h2f like you said there is a lot of civilian involvement strength coaches registered dietitians ats pts all those kinds of fun folks and so hopefully it does continue to evolve with the latest trends and all that um but the manual pretty much says hey uh reserve and national guard folks you're gonna have to figure out h2f for yourself um and so that's what all those project officers are doing across the country right now we have regular meetings on teams and say hey what what's michigan doing what's illinois doing all that kind of fun stuff um i you know personally i think you're gonna have to kind of decentralize h2f a little bit 
Um, so right now we have the battalion initiative. So each of the coaches is assigned about two battalions. You've got 81st Troop Command and 638th. 638th, and right. then I'm also in with uh, 219th there yep. grade. Right. Down mm -hmm. at JCA? Correct. Yes. Yeah, so each of the coaches around the state, we've got five down at Atterbury, two that kind of bounce between Lawrence and South Bend, or excuse me, Lawrence and Stout Field, and then two up at South Bend. Um, so they've each got a couple battalions that were that they're working with more directly, trying to build that relationship and kind of decentralize that a little bit. So I think that's kind of the, to me, that's the long-term trajectory there. Gotcha. And, and it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but not not to talk poorly about LifeFit or any previous predecessors, but it seems like LifeFit was almost reactive, whereas this program is more trying to optimize the force before they even know they need it, right? I mean, right. even if someone's not failing their ACFT, they can still come to you and say, hey, I want to do better. So you're identifying those those issues maybe before they're even issues. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. And and I've been you've dealt with it before me. <laughs> I've been dealing with it for three or four years now. You just got a phone call yesterday that was like, "Hey, you're the life fit guy now, right?" Yeah, yeah. It's like, right. yeah, yeah. We're the life fit guys, yeah. um, but we also work with the RSDs. We yes. work with the battalions. Yeah. We do the two day H two F clinics that are more. I so let's the two day H two F clinic for example. We're doing those every month. Um, some of them are scheduled for weekends for traditional soldiers. So they can split train a little bit easier. Some of them are scheduled for during the week. Um, so soldier can kind of figure out what works best in their schedule. I don't have a training calendar for it. I don't have a two day, like by the hour training set. Hmm. Um, and so the way that we're running it is more of like a workshop clinic style. So if right. you have somebody that's high performing, that wants to come out and learn how to do Olympic lifts or whatever, you know, they can come and work with the coaches and kind of work on technique there. If you've got somebody who's like right on the edge, maybe they don't qualify for life fit. They're not a priority yet, but they're real close. They can come in and talk nutrition, how to, you know, what do I need to do in the gym? Cause that's a big one too is like, yeah, gyms are scary. They're intimidating. If you've never been in one, I was in that case at one point. I had no oh, idea yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. So we don't have, I don't have a training schedule for those two days. It's whoever wants to show up, whatever they want to learn. And then I have such great experts down there that work with us that I can just kind of throw them at a problem and be like, hey, <laughs> this guy wants to do ultra marathons. Uh, that girl wants to do Olympic lifting. And these couple folks uh, don't know what they want, but they want to be better at the ACFT and they want to come off their flag. And I'm like, go. And they execute. Just, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they just, they That's kill awesome. it. And I yeah. think a lot too, what we do on our end, and you kind of mentioned reactive. Well, I think the other side of it is being proactive. And also a huge term that is common is injury prevention mm. uh, in many of our courses. So it's, you know, that we can't necessarily prevent injury 100%. However, there are lots of factors. There are lots of things um, that we can help you out with. Or if we see, you know, red flags right away, uh, we'll be able to help mitigate that. So we'll help minimize the injury prevention gotcha. um, with that side of things. And also just with the future of um, H2F, um, I don't know if you said already, but we are a free service to uh, service members. We did not mention and that, so, no, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's definitely <laughs> one um, advantage uh, for our services is that if you were to go out into a commercial gym, if you were to go out to uh, probably, you know, um, 
join a community and you end up paying a service or you end up paying a fee a month. Well, you add that up to, all right, now you have to find another specialty in uh, rehab or you have to find another specialty in nutrition. Those numbers are going to start to add up. And so when you add all of those numbers up, we're looking, you know, more money out of your pocket versus a free service that we have um, on our campus. So I think the way for the features that it's our name still hasn't been out there of what we do and on our in our impact, but the individuals that we are making impact with are definitely spreading and sharing that with others. That's awesome. so cool. So Jim has come up a couple of times. Um, <laughs> I'm a soldier listening to this podcast. I don't have a local gym that I go to. Does, sure. does the guard have some options available for me as far as that's concerned? So yes and no. So like we we got so most of your armories are outfitted with some type of workout equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Um but but we are going through like you visited Tyndall this last mm-hmm. week yeah. um to hopefully try to help uh provide guidance on what they should have in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. So uh we're we're actively working on it, um trying to get every armory outfitted with uh oh that wasn't bad um <laughs> hopefully get every army outfitted with the the essential items that they would need mm-hmm. for you know to prepare for acft or just general fitness in general you know gotcha yeah so um stoutfield gym building nine just got a huge renovation to it yeah a ton of new equipment over there super nice um acft standard turf you know power racks all kinds of machines um jacob's ladder over there that's that's my shout out (laughs) do 10 minutes on that thing yeah killer yeah um we have a facility down at camp atterbury so there's the main post gym mwr gym but then we have our own facility there in building 344 also um that's more for just h2f kind of specific training it's open to all soldiers um dependents family members folks like that um so, yeah, it's like you said, there's a few options. Um, mm-hmm. There's just not a one-size-fits-all. Uh, so there's various, um, let's call them banking institutions out there that run <laughs> certain programs that right. will give you uh, discounts on gyms. Um, the one in particular I'm thinking of, don't quote me on it, but they waive the two-year, f- the two-year contract Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a reduced fee. So instead of like $35 a month, it's down to like 20 or 25. Maybe you can start and stop anytime type thing. Um, and then of course we have a training application through your phone. You can get it on the national guard app that, uh, we should all have loaded on our phones right of now. Of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can get on there. Um, you'll have to contact soldiers have to contact like one of us to right. get put into the app, but it is free to them. Um, and it's all training, individualized training from the strength coaches for that particular soldier. Gotcha. Um, That's so, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have a gym that you go to, you can just say, Hey, I have a rucksack at home and a 32 pound kettlebell or whatever you got yeah. and write me a training plan for that. Or I have nothing. I have a tree that I can do pull-ups on and I can run. That's yeah, it. the big thing is, is like the big, you can still train for the ACFT mm-hmm. um, without equipment, right? So um, I think that's really important mm-hmm. for people to understand that you don't have to, you know, have a gym membership or, or anything like that just to, to get better at the ACFT. Um, like you said, there's other avenues of approach that we can we can get 
everybody in contact with the the coaches and they can program stuff for them um but yeah it's one of those things i heard a lot when the acft first came out it's like well i don't have a gym membership i'm like okay but like you have we have a rucksack can you put a rucksack on your back and do squats can you deadlift your rucksack you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't take a lot it does help yes absolutely but it doesn't take like, like a bunch of equipment bunch of formal equipment because soldiers should be innovative right yeah absolutely so and that's that's a program that a lot of people pay a lot of money for right mm-hmm. that that customized training plan that, yep. that is available uh as an, an amenity for our, our soldiers to add no cost to them that's uh that's pretty cool is is the app also where they can find out when those clinics are happening that you mentioned the yeah so the national guard app mm-hmm. we have our calendar on there um right. with the clinics and life fit dates and all that kind of fun stuff uh and then you can it's linked to the other application that does the remote coaching and all that. Is that still the best way for them to get in contact with your team? Um, yeah. So Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Indiana H2F, um, or you can, the official email, Indiana H2F ops at army.mil. Um, that'll go to like both of us and a couple other folks. Um, but yeah, we're, we're one of those organizations that, Call us, email yeah. us, get a hold of us somehow. You know, nobody on our side is going to, and I haven't had anybody out in the force either get upset with right. contacting our office directly. Um, we're kind of like education branch where it's like, gotcha. we're here for Go the soldiers. Them, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. just come talk to us. Awesome. That's um, that's pretty cool. Could Do you have, I guess, one final piece of advice you'd offer for a soldier who's looking to improve their personal health and fitness through H2F? What's one piece of advice that you'd offer them? Do something and eat whole foods. <laughs> eat whole foods and do something. Well, I, I think I, I, I stole that from you. Yeah, you did. That's okay. <laughs> there you go. No, that's, there's yeah. There's more. <laughs> Aerobic conditioning. It'll make you live longer, get stronger, be healthier. I know he stole, he stole yours, but do you have another piece of advice you'd offer for a soldier looking to improve uh, their, their health and fitness through H2F? Uh, yes. Um, you're a lot stronger than you think you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I hope anyone that's been through basic training had knows that right. You push yourself to the limits, um, and, and beyond that. Mm-hmm. Do some people listening to this podcast are not actually members of the military yet? Is there one piece of advice you'd offer for someone who's thinking about joining the military? Looking back, you'd give them now with your you know, years of experience. Uh, like so. Re- so, is there one piece of advice you'd offer someone who's thinking about joining the military? One piece of advice. Um, fitness related or just general? In general. <laughs> general. In, in general, general, yeah. In general, be open-minded. Um, open-minded. Yeah. Um, come into it knowing that you don't know anything um, and that you're going to learn a lot of stuff and it's going to be fed by fire hose. Right? Interesting. Um, without the military, I don't know where I'd be. You know what I mean? Um I was a manager fan down by the river. I would be the fan down by the river (laughs) or on my motorcycle out in the middle of nowhere. But anyway, um, but really I, I was a manager at pier one, right. When I joined the army. So I joined active duty first and I went it, I went into it as, okay, I have nothing else to do. I didn't really have a plan right for my life. And so I just kind of fell into it. Me and my buddy joined the buddy system and we went through basic training together. went to our first duty station and then uh, fell in love with it. 
in yeah. sort of a way um, because of the structure and stuff. But that was a long-winded answer. Sorry. But no, but that, that's a, that's an honest answer, no, and that's yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, this is the advice that I didn't take over the years, so <laughs> please take this advice. Uh, invest. Oh yes. Invest in money. Oh, that's um, a, yeah. That's a... Invest in your body, strength and conditioning, nutrition-wise. Uh, invest in your education. You know, I, it, again, I feel uh, I feel like that old guy now that I didn't listen to 19 plus years ago, but it goes by in a flash. Um, oh, yeah. I never intended in making it a career. I joined mostly because I wanted an adventure and for the college money. And then 20 years later, here I am looking at retirement in a few years, several years. Um, but I wish I would have paid more attention to TSP and investments. That's, I wish it's big now. I, yeah. you know, education went well for me, but I could have done things a little bit better. Um, I absolutely, I get upset with the, the physical monster that I could have been if I had H2F and strength and conditioning things <laughs> right. when I was 19. Yeah. You know, so, so invest in your body. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's easier to, it's a lot easier to recondition somebody who was once fast, strong, you know, had a lot of muscle tone, all that kind of fun stuff, than it is to take somebody who's in their late 30s, 40s, and never really was in good shape. Right. It's a lot easier to recondition than it is to uh, to do it later in life. Yeah, so absolutely. Invest. That last part was a personal attack on me, I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, you, you are... You, you you have no prior time in the military, right? You've never been no prior service. But you have a, I'm sure you have a unique perspective f with your your role. So, what is a, a piece of advice you'd offer for someone who's thinking about joining the military with what you know and, and your experience here in the in the National Guard? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, one piece of advice is that you're you're still a person. You're still an individual, and I think with that 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 comes down to just you know having the confidence in yourself. Um, whatever you do in life, in or in out of military, um, do it with all you have. I love that. What, a, awesome. what, a, what a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on uh, Absolutely. the Lima Charlie podcast. We definitely appreciate you sharing uh, your knowledge about H2F, about, about life fit, um, and showing, I think, showing everyone how much our state has invested in this. Because this is, this is obviously an investment, and it's not going away. Uh, right. yeah. the, the National Guard is very, and the Army is very serious about making this a, uh, a long-term thing. So thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, yeah, no, we definitely thank encourage you. listeners to reach out to oh, you yeah. all. Oh, I'm oh, sure absolutely. you're okay with us encouraging what, them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's the best way, uh, one more time for everyone, the best way to reach uh, your team? Uh, my phone extension is 64310. It rings to my cell phone. My wife's going to kill me now. Um, <laughs> but Indiana H2F Ops yeah. at Army.mil. Um, or we're on Instagram, Indiana H2F, Facebook, Indiana H2F, uh, any one of those. National Perfect. Guard app? National Guard app. didn't bring up the yeah. app. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Brought it up 10 times earlier. But In Instagram, right? DM things? Yeah, Indiana right? H2F. Yes, that's old, a direct message. I don't message. know what that means. Yep. <laughs> no Twitter. We'll have your son explain it to you here. Yeah, thank you. He's out there right yeah. now waiting on me. No, that's awesome. But thank you guys so much for coming on uh, the Lima Charlie podcast. Lima Charlie out. Stay shipping on each other.